Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Dazed and Infused. Very privileged today to have um, Shavu Adajian from System of the Down and uh, North Kingsley, who uh, is your new effort. Uh, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. All right on. Um, so, uh, Shavo, obviously, very big pleasure to have you here. You're so um, involved in so many things. It's it's almost hard to start. Music is one thing, but I like to do some social stuff here, um, mm-hmm. kind of reflecting the current situation. And obviously, in the Armenia-Azerbaijan uh, conflict, it's yeah. never ending, but never. it seems to calm down a bit. Um, so, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But first, I'm going to start with... What's your historical relationship to cannabis? How did you come to cannabis and how did it get into your life? Um, so the first time I smoked ever, I was the Guns N' Roses and Metallica show at the Rose Bowl. I was, um, I was wee age. I was like, I think I was like 18 or 19. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, they were smoking in front of me and I was with my friends and none of us had smoked. And um, they were smoking. So I said, hey, pass that joint. Just as a, it was yeah. like a joke. It was just like, just. Just thing to it. say yeah. yeah i don't even know why i did it but i just did it you know and it. the dude passed the joint so uh it was like this moment of truth you know do i do it do i not and everyone looked at me and uh, i took it and i took a hit and i didn't feel anything but that was the first time i actually took it you know tried right. it. uh i was never a drinker i was never a smoker in my teens you know i was kind of a good kid i skateboarder played guitar but never really like did anything my parents always like steered me away from it you know the way my parents saw it before was like weed is heroin, heroin is coke, and co- it's all the same. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, as I learned, it's not. You know, as I grew, so at like 20, 21 years old, I met Darren, the guitarist of System, and mm-hmm. uh, he was an avid pot smoker, and we started System together. So we hung out every day, and we would just smoke weed and talk about how great our band's gonna be and what we're gonna do and how it's gonna come to life and who's gonna be our drummer, and it was just us two, you know. And yeah. we had Serge, but Serge had a business and he was like doing what he was doing. He was old, older than us. So him and I just kind of, you know, did that. Just kind of um, wished upon a star of what we're going to do. Kind of um, ma- manifested the future um, with, you know, while we smoked and hung out at the studio. We had a studio. We didn't have a yeah. band yet. We, we had the thought of it. We had ideas. We knew what we had to do. But it took a lot of us just like hanging out and getting to know each other. Right what we did so that's how it all started and that's kind of became the thing i just started smoking and it was we just kind of you know like every man is different every, every human is different so um to me it really worked well with my psychology with my brain with my physical you know yeah. physically it was fine for me some people smoke it they get paranoid they get crazy not me i was really cool and it, it, it actually helped me uh get you know more creative and um just kind of did what it does you know yeah. So it, it was easy to do. It, I'm not a big drinker for a while. I drank in my career, you know, like a, a few years of me drinking, but it never, the drinking was not good for me. You know, it didn't react well with my system, but weed has always been there for me. So that's how it all started, you know, and then I okay. became a connoisseur throughout the years because system toured a lot out of States, you know, like went to different countries. And um, I remember 
we went to Amsterdam once. It was like 99 or 2000. And they, and they were having the high times, the cup there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I met some amazing people. And uh, the fact that I was a connoisseur really uh, tripped them out, intrigued them. So they gave me all these, cause they gave me like, the, uh, when I got there, the guys from the greenhouse, Aryan and uh, you know, like they, the inventors of um, the White Widow and the Super Silver and all those guys. Like I'm, I'm, I met them right off the bat, and they handed me a couple of ounces, and I was like, wait, I'd rather have like a little bit of everything instead of like a couple of ounces of the same weed. Right. And, and they looked at me weird, like really? I'm like, dude, I like to taste. That. It's like wine for me, you know. You each yeah. thing, each one has a different taste and stuff. So You're like a variety, variety. So that's yeah. what that's what really started when that happened, where. I was able, because in LA, you know, you just got what you can, you know, you, it wasn't oh. like, I'm going to try that and try that at the time, you know? I, I remember. Street, yeah, man, we would get it off of Alvarado. We would drive to Alvarado and the people standing on the street corner would be like, yo, shh, you know, come here, papa, come here. And then they would give yeah. you weed in your hand. You want this Acapulco hand. gold? Exactly, bro, exactly. <laughs> so when I went there, it was like a kid in a candy store, you know? And yeah. uh, you can like order off the menu and stuff, which is how it is now here. But and not there anymore. There, it's like not as good as here now. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So that's what started it, man. He gave me um, gave me like I think an eighth of like fifteen different kinds of weed, and I went in my room and locked myself in there. <laughs> uh, the little experiment. Smoke. Yeah, I experimented each one. Had coffee with it, you know, the, the smell and all that stuff, and kind of like right. became a connoisseur. That's what kind of made me do what I do now. Uh, that was the start right there. Right on. Oh, great, great answer. Shuggies is very proud to announce our new 1,000 milligram vanilla tincture. That's right, 1,000 milligrams of delicious THC in a vanilla tincture base. You'll find it is right in line with all of our Shuggies products and offerings, and it's meant for that heavy hitter in your life. If you're looking for a 1,000 milligram tincture, look for Shuggies with its distinctive vanilla flavor at a dispensary near you. That's Shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Find us at Shuggies.com and at that Shuggies feeling on Instagram. Going back in musically, um, I was a musician in high school and college, right? But nothing like what you're doing. But my influence when I was a teen, because I grew up in the late 70s, was um, punk. You know, we had yeah. a lot of hardcore punk in San Francisco. That's where I grew up. And I definitely get some of that from you your music not not just uh, uh system of a down but also your new thing and really good cross between kind of punk and rap and mm -hmm. like spoken word it's really cool i i love the new north kingsley stuff it's really Thank good you so much for saying that yeah it's kind of it's, it's it's tough going from such a band like system of a down to another project especially yeah. when this genre is different you know i'd probably be way more like well accepted if it was metal and just metal or just rock you know but um you know my my taste you know variety is you know spice of life yeah. right i love hip-hop i love punk i love rap i love rock i love i love it all you know so uh jazz um all sorts of stuff so when i decided to work on this project with the guys it was just kind of we all of us agreed on the fact that we love it all so let's mix it up uh yeah. ray is, is, is the vocalist but he could sing he could yell he could scream but he could also really flow like really well so i was like oh yeah he flows yeah. really well oh yeah like was, and he knows what he's talking about he's not like today where there's a lot of people just like three four words and that's the whole track and people you know yeah exactly he's actually saying some stuff but the a lot of repeated tracks and stuff yeah bro that's what it's about 
right now, which is cool, I guess, for what it is. I'm not going to knock anything. You know, it is what it is. Times have their way of, you know, changing and doing things to music. And that's what we're at right now. Your sound like is like more poetic now, like that, that uh, spoken word sound. I really dig it. It's, it's interesting. Um, Right now, I just want to shout out to some, since we're speaking to uh, definitely our Armenian royalty basic in the United States here, I'd like to shout out to my great uh, Armenian friends, Dana Camion up here in San Francisco, uh, Carolyn Restigian, her her cousin, and the entire Garabedian clan up here in the north. So um, shout outs to you guys. Um, what's your favorite varietals right now to smoke? What I'm smoking now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound like I only smoke 22 Red, but... I've kind of curated a good menu and yeah. I'm, I'm really smoke. I'm, I'm actually smoking stuff from the Las Vegas line at the moment. Cause they've okay. been really doing well uh, with our, uh, with our seeds and our cuts. So um, I'm smoking that so delicious at the moment. A lot of that. Uh, it's a gelato cross. It's really, really good. Um, Is that the caramel gelato? No, it's, it's called so delicious. Um, so delicious. Okay. Yeah. The caramel gelato we changed to lemon dozer cause it's okay. a cross. And uh, caramel gelato didn't really explain exactly the cross. It's very lemony, but it's not because most lemony weed is um, is a sativa, uh, yeah. like the Jackson stuff. This is not that, but it's got that Jack, like that lemon vibe. Mm-hmm. But it's whole mid, um, like it gets you, it gets you very stony physically. You know what I mean? It's not very mental. Um, so it's a lemon dozer. It just, it like blows you away. It just like yeah. makes you want to sit and just relax. It's, it's a good sleeper. It's a great nighttime weed. It's good for pain and stuff. But what I'm smoking that's so delicious, it's a equal hybrid. Um, yeah. and it's really strong. Usually tests from anywhere 28 to 32% THC, nice. which is really strong. Two hits will do it. Um, which is where people make the mistake because it's, 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 it's so tasty, you know, yeah. <laughs> people just want to keep hitting it and then they get really stoned. So uh, be aware of the so delicious. It's, um, but that's what I'm smoking at the moment. Yes. Well, your 22 red, I think is your, um, one of your varietals, um, right now in California, the Indica. Are you, are you, do you have that one on the market right now still? Which one? The 22, um, OG. Yes, we do. That's going to be a staple. That's one of our, that's like the, one of the first, um, you know, strains we dropped and that's our main cut. Uh, it, 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 it's an old OG from like the nineties, uh, cut. So let me, yeah. let me ask you about your trimming real, sorry to interrupt you, but, but I want to get this out of the way before, sure. um, I forget is it looks like you keep a lot of your sugar leaf on and you're mm-hmm. not doing tumble and you're doing, this is all hand trimmed. It looks like all it's beautiful. Trip. Never, never tumble. All hand trip. That's because, amazing. Yeah. It has to be bro. It takes longer, but I mean, who cares? You know, it's better. So I'd rather take longer and have something better. And, uh, I actually, you know, I learned from some some guys, uh, you know, back in the day where um, where I was like checking out strains and stuff, and uh, the growers would hand me actual um, with gloves on, hand me uh, like actual branches that have never been touched by hand. Oh, I love them. that. Yeah, and I got it, and I understood why they do that because a lot of it is still there, and once you touch it, and once you it goes through the machine, it loses a lot of the cool crystals and it loses um, all of it all the personality the beauty of the plant is lost in that process like i i'm fond of calling um uh the the typical dispensary weed that you see ever and this not not the politest thing but i call it shaved ball sack i I can't stand (laughs) it i love that i've never heard that that's so funny no it's awful because you go in there and you look at it's like oh that looks just the same as that that looks just the same as that everything when people white label nowadays because you know there's so many brands out bro and a lot of 
like majority celebrity brands minus one or two they're they're the same weed in every jar bro all they're just they buy yeah. out the same growers they you know mid-grade shit that looks good there's a lot of mid-grade weed that looks amazing uh because it just looks good it doesn't mean it's good yeah. so they go off the looks that they're, they're not even real smokers that's the difference between me and like a few other brands just a couple i could mention you know um just off the, off the top of my head we actually care you know it's um I mean, we can grow a bunch, and if it's not up to I quality controlled at all, uh, especially in Cali because I'm I'm in Cali, and I fly out to Vegas because we're in three states now. So I fly out to Vegas, Arizona. I always sneak up on them, check it out, make sure it's the right stuff in the right jars, and mm-hmm. they're not there because you know it's hard to control the the, the in, industry at the moment. It's it's like the Wild West. Every state's different. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Every state has different laws. Boy, different boy do I. Yeah, I'm sure you do, bro. So, um, like I said, I. I, I go there, I make sure it is what it is. If I'm going to put my name on it, it better be something that'll be in my, you know, medicine cabinet. And, and it's funny because my medicine cabinet is all weed. <laughs> ah. I have three kids, so I have to hide my shit. <laughs> there no, you go. So, yeah. Um, what's, what's your best um, dispensary in uh, Los Angeles? I'm down every week, so I'd love to hmm. check it out. That's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. There's so many that are cool. I love the cookies. I love the Dr. Green Thumbs. Of course, they've always been good to us. There's a great dispensary in North Hollywood called Red Moon. They're badass. Um, Where's that? In Hollywood? In North Hollywood. Oh, I haven't seen that. Red Moon. Really cool. Really small, but like they only have great stuff. They don't have any of that shaved ball sack that you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Really cool. Um, There's a few more. There's this one called KVC, the Originals one, down in East L.A. Really cool. And those guys have really, really, really good weed. Uh, the originals. They're oh, of, well, I'm going to check it out. Jungle Boys places are badass too. You know, those guys are the TLC. Yep. Those are just, you know, world renowned at this moment. Um, so, yeah, I kind of go from there. CCC is really good in, uh, on, on 7th Street. Uh, they have the Cure Company stuff. Really good stuff. So, yeah, man, I'm like, see, I'm not a very competitive guy where I'm like, it's mine and no one else's. I, I won't pump anyone else. I always do, bro. If it's good, I'm going to say it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Room for all of us. I do mine my way. They do theirs their way. I'll smoke theirs. They smoke mine. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, like you as an, a seasoned smoker, and I'm sure you had your fair amount of time to smoke on a tour bus. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you can't smoke the same thing all the time. It, it just stops working. It gets old. It gets old. But see, I, yeah. I switch up, and then I bring it back. That's why I said I'm smoking the Las Vegas stuff right now. They've been really doing well in the – let me see. I have a bunch on me. Look, look. This is from Las Vegas. It came through. Um, we have the So Delicious there, the Red Wedding. Um, there's a Kingsley strain. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's not here yet in Cali, but it's in Vegas. There's a high C dough that I'm really loving. It's um, it's a high octane OG mm-hmm. uh, crossed with a dosi dough Girl Scout cookie. So it's really, really potent and tasty. Um, but it doesn't get you so high where you're like lost. It yeah. keeps you level. Yeah, really good so, stuff. Gassy with a little bit of um, flavor. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Oh, yeah. I always try to do that. When we started the, the brand and I started where I could play God and like kind of cross things and have fun with that. That was the, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, that, that was the first, uh, the attraction to doing what I'm doing. It wasn't just putting my name on something. It was creating something. You know what I mean? And right. the fact that I was able to do that gave me the the passion, you know, it just kind of, so I always wanted to cross OGs with flavors, you know what I mean? And my yeah, next I get it. thing is I'm, I have these sativa plants growing right now 
And if I get really good moms or and dads, of course, I'm gonna cross them with different um, different strains of ours, like the ones we have. For example, we have the so delicious. I'm gonna try to create a sativa so delicious. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, so I'm just that's my next one. But originally, I was like such an OG fan that I was like, maybe we should just cross OGs with all the flavors and, and see what we get. So th- this was one of them that came out. That's really good. Like traditional San Fernando and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like the Oak Ridge a lot. It's mm-hmm. reminds me of the old Kush, like the 98 stuff, you know, pre 98. Mm-hmm. So that, and then I love the, the King Louis is really good too. If it's grown well with the right temperature and the right everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just, it matters who the grower is. It does. And people don't, the biggest problem I have in dispensaries right now, especially when you're going to buy flour mm-hmm. is that story, the story of the grower, the terroir, the the domain, you know, as they say in the wine business, you know, uh-huh. that's really kind of lost. And there are some people like honeydew, they're really trying to push it through, uh-huh. get their whole ethos and their manner of projected to the public. And I totally dig that. Mm-hmm. But there's this gray area and that happens at the bud tender level where yeah. it's like, yeah, this is 32%. You want this. This is super stunning. It's like, tell me more about it. Yeah, Don't tell me, me why. Yeah. Besides the percentage, sometimes, man, I'll smoke a 19er, 18er, and it gets me oh, sure. and it tastes amazing. It doesn't have to be 30%. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. But right now that's the Bible. That's what sells right now in dispensaries. And by the way, your best friend as a brand is the bud tender because the bud oh, tender yeah. is one that, because people walk in there like clueless, like, what do I do? You know, there's so much going on. Like there's so much weed, right? And then they're the ones that direct the customer to your product. And so exactly. very important that they are really um, on point with it and they know what you have, you know? And um, for our brand, you know, in Cali, we were in a lot of stores and we realized that it's getting pushed wrong. So we kind of limited it now to a to less, but ones that know what they have, you know what I your mean? A, your A grade stores, basically. That. Yeah, that's, that's I my point that. right now. I want to be in the right places, not every place. I understand I'll probably make more money if I'm everywhere, but I just, I want a good rep and I want to keep that rep. You know, I, I think I have it now yeah. and I want to keep that. I'm not going to change that up for anything. You know, uh, you and I talked earlier about George Sadler at Platinum Vape and he and I did a cooking I show last week. Yeah, he's great. I mean, and he I actually went down to him just for a little mentoring session because I like his his knowledge base. So we just sat down for an hour a couple of weeks ago and talked about w- the importance of stores. And, and your messaging exactly is you don't have to be in all the dispensaries. No, you don't. And what I no, And I, I'm seeing it now because I go into like 20 dispensaries a week. Right. Just to see my brands, to see that my team's doing the work and to see what's available. What I'm seeing now, though, the same shit in every store. And yeah. it's getting to me. It's just getting it's like, the white wow. Labelers. It's the white labelers that are, you know, benefiting off this. No one else. Because yeah. they just generic stuff. And then they sell it to everyone. And whoever pays the cost, they get it. And it's becoming pretty much the same everywhere. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is true. It's like even George was telling me about how when he takes platinum out, he doesn't want to be in certain stores. He knows they're not going to work in that store. No, we talked about that. We did. Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't work sometimes, you know, it's, it's better to be exclusive a little bit mm-hmm. and have your thing work with your crowd. You know? Yeah. But for today, for example, I was going through my Instagram and I, you know, I read the DMS. Of course I do. Um, and there's a bunch of people asking me where, you know, where's your stuff at right now? And I told them Dr. Green Thumbs, they actually went there and they were out. And I was like, shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said, we've been limited lately. So um, 
yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to be exclusive and sometimes that you, people can't get it. And I think yeah. that's actually not bad, you know, if that happens, you know, because that kind of brings no. the demand up, you know? It builds up anticipation too, and if you're if you're um, a real fan of what you you like, you should keep asking for it. I think that's the most important thing too, especially with dispensaries, mm-hmm. is you need to tell them what you want. Yep. All too often, the dispensary personnel will tell you what you want, yep. and that's not the right approach. It's you're they're so not right. asking the right questions. You're one hundred percent on that, yeah, man. Because uh, that's happened to me back in the day. I would walk in and I'd be like, "So what's good?" Oh, we'll just. Go. And then I'd t- I'd buy all the shit, and then I'd go home, and like one of those things would be to my liking, you know. Yeah, one out of three, right? One yeah, out of four. Yeah, one out of four, uh, and the rest would just kind of be bland and the same, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, so I learned how to ask questions and uh, tell them exactly what I'm interested in and what my point is, what I want from it, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why I kind of got stuck to a few stores and not all the stores because, you know, I'd, I'd like them to know who I am. And when I walk in, oh, there's a badass shop in Burbank area, selling con exhalants. They're really good. Today. I was just there. Right? That's you a were, great store. I'm, yeah. I'm going to walk in today because they have the, you know what I really like? Those Papa's and Barkley t- uh, tinctures. Oh, yes. I, Which one? Yeah, the 30 yeah. to 1? I like the one in one, bro, for nighttime because it's like oh, yeah. the right amount of THC and CBD mix and it's cannabis because we have that as of, uh, for 22, but ours is hemp based. Yeah. And then only CBD. We don't have any of the THC, which is all for medical purposes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. This one actually, like, you know, it puts you to sleep, like, right away. For me, it helps me a lot because I'm so high strung because I got so much going on. Oh. It's hard for me to stay asleep. I'll fall asleep fast. But then it, to stay asleep is a problem. So I'll do the it, same thing every night. Right? So I yeah. do that, and it's been working for me. So I'm going to go pick some up. <laughs> <laughs> right after this, right? <laughs> right after this. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, I just had a, an edible that kicked my ass last night. It was just a little peanut butter cup from Emerald, uh-huh. and it was great. Good going down. Boy, I was fuzzy this morning. From, right? Dude, I have oh. the platinum stuff. I have they, – they, they gave me a bunch. Yeah. I have a hard time waking up from it. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll enjoy the evening, and then all of a sudden in the morning, I was like, "Am I? is this COVID? <laughs> like, that, that was like, <laughs> oh, no. I forget that I ate something at night, you know? <laughs> right, like, right, right. Is this what they say when you feel tired, you know? And then I realized, oh, shit, I had some, uh, <laughs> I had some edibles. <laughs> Got super so, dosed last night. Yeah, bro, that's what it is. Because, you know, they taste so good, right? So when you have a little bit, you're going to yeah. want a lot. And then you get the munchies, and you're like, I can have a little bit more. I can have a, And then all of a sudden, you're in it, you know? And that's yeah. when you gotta write it out. And, yeah. Well, George and I did this thing last week where we did a cooking show, right? And it was mm. just me and him. We're not cooks, right? But I do make a, a nu- I make nuts, right? And um, so I take my product, Shuggies, and I use our okay. agave and our sugar. I want to try that. That's, that's oh, yeah, true. dude. I'll send some over to you for Please sure. Do. I'd love to try it. I'll get my rep to bring some to you. Um, and we were just sitting there and making big piles of nuts, pecans, walnuts, and almonds, right, as munchies. Mm. And we put about 40 milligrams into a, like a pound of nuts. Okay. But you divide it down, right? You can you can have that while you're watching a movie or something, right? Yeah. You're not going to sit yeah. there and go, oh, I'm fucked up. I need to go to bed. And it just kind of crawls up on you a little yeah, bit, which is nice. The, you know? the creeper. Yeah, the creepers. Yeah, my mission right now is just get people to like look at things that are ingredients and try to make um, take the cooking and the cuisine into the house and make your own edibles there. Oh, wow. Obviously. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, it's um, my drinks and stuff like that I'm making are, are really good. And you can, because they're only five milligrams per packet. I don't know if you've seen these before, but Let me see. that's Let me see. my brand, Shuggies. Oh, wow. Okay, that's beautiful. You know, yeah, send me some stuff, bro. I'd love to try them. 
That's cool. Yeah, I'll send them to you. Um, and they're five milligrams, right? So you can have with our agave, our green agave box, which is this one, you can have 10 cocktails in a night, right? Oh, wow. So you can actually so, and not get too, too stoned. You know, that's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. So you just mix it up in the agave with some lemon juice or some soda water, no alcohol, and you can just coast. And if your boys are drinking and you, they're having a good time, and you don't want to drink, you can look like you're drinking. Yeah, that's but you're having a you're having a chill time, right? That's what it's been lately, man. I can't do the hard liquors anymore either, bro. I used to. Oh God, they're killing me now. Like with a bottle before, man. I was crazy on tour. Uh, now, yeah, but now it's like a glass of wine. I'm chilling. You know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I forgot to mention we are dropping uh, concentrate soon. Um, starting oh, cool. in Nevada. Yeah, look at this. Really no, let's check it out. Really good stuff. Oh, nice. Really good, man. It's not. I mean, it's real shit. Like. Yeah. So yeah, that looks that looks very dank. It is. It really is, and it smells like it's. Um, Let's take a look in the camera. I teamed up. I teamed up with Marcus from Nature's uh -huh. Lab. Have you heard of Nature's Lab? No. Really good stuff. Look into the man. He's a wizard, and I've known him prior to even enter the game. Oh, dude, that's yeah. sick. So look at that little hole, like the little, little craters in that's, there. That's look crazy. Like yeah. Some um, moon rock. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Straight up, this will get you so. <laughs> it's the real deal. Um, are you are you so, selling a Planet Thirteen in Vegas? I don't know if we're still we're, we're there yet. I'm not sure because they're. I don't know if they're doing well right now. I'm not sure. I've no, they're they're real big you know, and yeah, I know so Larry. Big. Larry's been on the show, the CEO, the right. co-CEO. Um, they're so big. I mean, it's such an enterprise to keep going, and they have another three hundred thousand square feet to have any developed in the same building. Holy shit. I've seen that pass by. I haven't even gone in yet, bro. Um, I'd like to be. Oh. I mean, I, yeah, because we're in some dispensaries there, but I'm not sure exactly which ones. I know we're at the Essence ones, all the yeah. Essences. Um, you should look know, look up Larry. He'll give you, a, knowing who you are, he'll give you a personal tour of that place. It took an hour and a half to get through that facility. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That, it's it's amazing. It's a mall, right? Like a it's, mall. it's a mall, yeah. It's a, mall with it's a weed mall. Wow, dude. I should make a note because I'm going to be there at, at the end of the month. Um, I'm, I'm going to go check it out. Well, when we get off this call, I'll give you, I'll give you his number. The info. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, let's go from the, the pleasantries of weed, which we yeah. all love. Um, but I want to talk about your cause, okay? And um, Armenia, Azerbaijan, where we are with them. Um, and let people know especially in the younger people that listen to this show they don't really know what's going on over they there but it's a serious situation and when i was in burbank um maybe three weeks ago maybe four weeks ago saw a lot of guys with um armenian young men with like um, armenia on their back with ak-47 you know on their on their pickup or whatever this it's like a pretty strong attack. statement yeah, yeah it's not about let's attack it's about let's protect what's yeah. happening so this this is the history um Around 1920, during the Soviet Revolution, Stalin handed over a bunch of our lands to Azerbaijan, where it, which made Azerbaijan a country all of a sudden. Because right. Azerbaijan was a, you know, they became a republic, they became a country. So um, to, to appease Turkey, they just, you know, Stalin, he's like Hitler, worse than Hitler. Um, well, years later in the 90s, 80s, late 80s, early 90s, when... Um, when the Soviet Union fell, the USSR fell, we got our land back. Um, we've had Armenians living there since like 1 AD, like, you know, like 300 AD. Like they've been 
it's like Armenian lead. That's Armenia. There's monasteries there. There's that with Armenian yeah. letters on there. Uh, all, all our churches, all, all our lands, and our people have been living there for centuries. Um, well, out of the blue, September 27th, I think it was, they attacked our people and asked us to get off our their lands. And they want their lands back, they're saying, quote, unquote. But that's all. That? In, in, in Karabakh? In Har- yeah, Harapak, uh, which yeah. we call Artsakh. This is the Armenian name for it. They changed it up to Harapak, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we're protecting the area. And they're, so the war went on for about a month and a half. And okay, look at this. Like Turkey, with the aid of Turkey, of course, Turkey is 80 million strong. They're 10 million strong. Armenia has 3 million people. Artsakh had 150,000 people. Right. So it's like, and then they went on on this crazy rants and uh, crazy. Um, with lobbying and social media work where they're trying to say we're the aggressors and we're occupying their lands and uh, we're trying to kill their kids and this genocide. Remember, the the Armenian genocide occurred in 1915 towards us, towards the west of Armenia. Now this Turkey still won't admit to. They won't admit to it still today. But in some instances, the president, Erdogan, who's the biggest dictator in the world that the world should be fearing at the moment, if Azerbaijan, okay, if they get what they want, remember, Armenia is located between Azerbaijan and Turkey. They are pretty much the same people, okay? And the the leaders are in bed together. They're best friends. They want to get rid of Armenia. Say Armenia doesn't exist anymore and link. If they link, we have a new empire, a dictatorship empire. The dude is a fan of Hitler. The dude says if he had the ability to do what Hitler did, it would be the best case scenario. He's an admirer of Hitler. And the world the world is sitting back and watching this happen to a little country. Yes, it's my country, but it could have been any country. It's a dangerous situation to the world because if this, if they get together and they become that big Ottoman empire again, the world has to fear them on because they can do anything they want. They're nuclear, they have everything. Yeah. So and, it, it's um, a scary situation. Um, and, and Turkey is trying to expand basically a, I would call it a soft caliphate, right? With they Azerbaijan. Are. Uh, yeah. They're not only trying to expand towards their east, which is Armenia, they're also going towards Greece. They're going towards Cyprus, south. Yeah. Uh, Cyprus is a Mediterranean island. They're taking over now. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, they did it to the Syria. They're, oh, yeah. They did it to the Kurds. They're doing it to us. They, they've done it to us. Now they're doing it to us again. But because we're not a strong country, meaning with wealth, meaning with natural resources, we have them. We just don't um, use them. We're not like the big oil country. We don't have a lot of money Uh, because we don't. We're not looked at and we're not people don't help us much. And uh, we fell uh, again. We um, after a month and a half and losing thousands and thousands of uh, 20 year olds, 17 year olds. Um, our PM, who um, is an actual journalist. Well, actually, this is what happened. In 2018, we had a little revolution in, in Armenia, which we overthrew the, because we had a dictator also. Right. Overthrew a dictator uh, with, with a democratic process. Um, and this guy, Pashinyan, went into power. I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything. Uh, he's just, I don't know if he's well-versed in being a leader, you know? So when this whole right. thing went down, he signed some treaty that gave away a lot of our lands to these people. So there's a pro- there's a problem in, in Armenia right now. There's a big divide, like there is in America, there is in Armenia, where people are like, fuck this guy, he gave away our lands. And then the other people are saying that it was because the old regime that they gave away the lands, that this shit was already decided back in the day. So we don't even know what the real situation is at the moment. But um, wow. so it's a it's a mess. It's it's a big mess. We gave away a lot of our lands. They're they're 
forcefully removing people out of their homes and throwing them out and they have, they still haven't given us back the, our, our prisoners of war. All we get are social media videos of our soldiers getting decapitated and parts of their bodies getting cut off and stuff. And they're, they're saying that we're the aggressors. Oh my God. We want our kids back. They're not giving us our kids. So there was something this weekend, I think, where they visited with Putin because he's now being the mediator. Another dictator is being, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's oh, yeah. the mediator of this whole thing. And he's given all our shit to freaking um, uh, Azerbaijan and Turkey because they're in cahoots, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fucked up situation, man. So we, Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's terrible. So, so during the war, before we knew they were going to give lands away, uh, system was on a text. Um, I'm sorry. Cool. We were texting each other saying we need to do something about this. You know, it's like, I know we haven't been making music, like as in writing new music for 15 years. You know, we tour, we've done a lot of tours and we're still friends, but we just haven't been creative together in a new way. We Man. said we need to get together, bro. We need to do something. I know it's been long, but let's just put everything aside, uh, whether it be egos or whatever it is, and let's just do. So we went do for the cause. The cause. We went in and give everything to the cause. Because like I said, we're not a very rich nation. We have, we don't have, we're kind of a poor nation, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they needed our, they need funds, they need sleeping bags, they need a lot of stuff. And then, and then the displaced people. So at the moment, we're trying to put together a fundraiser also, because there's about 100,000 people that are displaced out of their homes, you know, out, out, just like homeless there. And well, no one's helping. The the diaspora of um, Armenians around the world, though, is it's seeming like the Armenians from around the world are, are really coming together They've, more they, so than they, ever. They're always a tight group, you know, very, very. That's one thing that I've said before. And I'll say again, our people do have an ability to unite, but they also have an ability to like question things, man. So that's why at the moment we're kind of in a great divide. It was like day and night, bro. One day, everyone in the world, every Armenian in the world is together because we were fighting a good fight, which was protecting our land, which is the title of the first song we dropped. Right. Um, all of a sudden when this treaty was signed and they gave away part of our lands to these people, that's when the great divide happened. So at the moment, I don't know what's going on. So we're trying to put together a fundraiser um, mm -hmm. where we raise money for the soldiers that came back who have, who lost arms, legs, this, that, uh, for displaced people, families, you know, who lost their fathers, they lost their brothers, they lost their uncles. They, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, yeah. there's orphans out there now. There's widows out there. There's so much going on. It's, it's, it's miserable, bro. So we're well, still trying to do our best and everything that we've collected goes there. hundred percent of all our proceeds goes to our people to help them out. It's the least huh. we can do. I think, you know, right on. Well, I, hopefully you'll have um, a fundraiser down. I'm, think it's in hollywood and you've got the um armenian culture center there no we're um, no we're gonna do it online with system soon i don't oh. have the date yet i actually we um i i just directed finished the video that the for the second song genocidal humanoids and uh we're gonna premiere that during the fundraiser or after the fundraiser whenever we decide to do i think it'll be in like a week and a half but you'll know about it we'll announce it Cool, 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 cool. You know, um, I've had you for a long time here, but we're going to just wrap it up with um, a fan favorite here and uh, maybe on a better up note. Yeah, um, it, We call it Stony Story. Okay. And it's anything in your life. It could be today or tomorrow. Or it could be having to do with a friend that you don't have to be involved. You got anything that comes to mind that people at home can identify with? 
Could be anything. Um, anything. Okay, when another time in Amsterdam. <laughs> I love how okay. stories start with. That's a good one. Amsterdam. It's like the band camp stories, right? Yeah, uh, right? Another time in Amsterdam, we only had 12 hours there. So we're such stoners that, you know, we were just, we had a day off, but we didn't have a show in Amsterdam, but it was near Amsterdam. So we said, right. bus, take us to Amsterdam. We got one day room at one of the hotels and all of us piled into this one room and went out for the whole day from like 12 to 12. I think it was like noon to, to midnight. We were in Amsterdam. So uh, we bought all the weed we can for the rest of the tour. And this is in like, I'm talking maybe like 2001, if yeah. that, 2000, 2001. So it's still not legal anywhere and it's still drugs, you know. Anyways, we got the space cakes. Oh, yeah. And Uh-oh. I remember I ate like four of them. And at the time, <laughs> nothing's regular. There's like 200 milligrams in each. Right. And I remember the bus arrived and I was sitting on the bed and I was watching TV, but I wasn't really watching TV. I was just looking. I was just kind of like zoned, yeah. right? And things were happening. And as the bus arrived, they're like, okay, we got to go, guys. And I had a joint in my hand, four space cakes in, and I got nauseous. <laughs> so now we're downstairs checking out and I will have to throw up and I'm in the lobby. <laughs> so my, my drum tech rushes me upstairs and... As the elevator opens, I start hurling. <laughs> so there's a hurl line from the elevator oh, no. tracking straight to the room and got the end of it into the toilet. <laughs> and then I slept the rest of the night on the bus on the ride to like Germany or somewhere with a garbage bag on my head. Uh, and I have a lot of pictures to prove. Shalom, that's a that's a good rock star story right there. The I like guys, that the guys took advantage of me and took a lot of pictures. Okay, so there's a lot of people <laughs> that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a lot of right, right on. Well, um, is there anything you want to plug um, for people to be attentive to? Sure. Uh, the new video we just did for uh, North Kingsley drops this Friday. Right on. Uh, this Friday on I'm not sure exactly where, but it will be on YouTube. I think we're gonna okay. have a partner where we premiere it, but I'm not sure where that is. But it'll okay. come out Friday morning. Um, and then, like I said, for System of a Down, Genocidal Humanoids video coming out in a week and a half uh, okay. sometime. Um, and uh, that's about it. 22 Red, we're in three states. We have these new tinctures that we just dropped on 22redhemp.com. Uh, 3,000 milligrams in each jar. Really good stuff. Uh, clean American hemp um, nice. sourced out by me. Uh, and what else? We have some cool merch from System of a Down that all proceeds go to um, helping the people displaced um, from the, the diaspora. War. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, um, I can only say thanks so much for being here today. It's been a, a pleasure to have you. Um, um, George Sadler told me to say hi. So hell yeah, man! I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to hit him up. Say what's up. <laughs> and uh, you're welcome back anytime. And I'll make Thank sure you. you get some shuggies. Um, delivered over to you, man. Please do, bro. Please do. I would love some. If you ever want to uh, pitch a project or anything like that, I'm always here for you. And uh, you're always welcome on Days Infused. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.